This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast, I mentioned this in my message. Sometimes we compare our gifts and our abilities that God has given us with what he's given to others. And we feel like our gifts and our abilities are just less significant. They're just, this is just not the case. We have a, we have a responsibility to use what we have been given and to make an impact in the lives of others. And, and I think we often way underestimate how God can use what we have. Welcome back to the Activate Podcast, a ministry of Journey Church International. My name is Brandon, and this week we're going to shake things up a little bit. Joining me is Pastor Christian Newsom, lead and founding pastor of JCI, and he and I will be having a dialogue about a recent message I actually had the honor of sharing at Journey. We are in week number seven of our summer series, The Parables of Jesus. And in this series, we are learning more about the important teachings of Jesus found throughout the gospel narratives. This week's teaching is on the parable of the talents found in Matthew chapter 25. Pastor Christian, thanks for the conversation today. Brandon, thanks for the message. So your message Sunday um, was incredible. I, I know the podcast is not the place for this, but I am, right. <laughs> um, I'm fascinated by the treasure find on Vero Beach, which was incredible. And yeah. I had I had seen, the I had, I had actually heard the clip of that young man on America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son was actually, we, we were riding down the road, and Danielle and I heard Christian listening to mm-hmm. it, and we heard the conversation, you know, mm-hmm. of, of this kid talking. I thought, what in the world? Right. And we knew as soon as he started playing the piano, like, look out, like, we were all crying in the right. car. So I can only imagine what the auditorium was like. But, uh, man, what a great message, yeah. and what, what great pictures. I mean, that is, that's the hope of this series, that Jesus, through parables, through pictures, mm-hmm. gives us a glimpse of spiritual truth. So since you preach the message, since you've been kind of living in the content um, and in the lessons of it, I'm going to ask you some questions today. Sure. Before we dig into the message, um, I, I can't believe this is episode number 95 of our podcast. I mean, what started as an idea to, to maybe help group leaders facilitate conversation better has, has kind of become this monster of a podcast. We will hit 100 before Labor Day now. Mm-hmm. Um, you, th- This is kind of your baby. Not a lot of people know that. You write it. You really help produce it. You get it all ready. You release it. Um, you, you have been able for the last 95 weeks to kind of crawl inside my head and my heart and understand what my message is going to be and then ask questions that you think the everyday people uh, might ask as they hear the message. Um, let me ask, what have you learned or what has surprised you the most in the process of helping create and develop and really owning this resource now that we're 95 episodes sure, in? Sure, sure. It's funny you said everyday people. I feel like I'm that everyday people, especially when I'm around you, man. So <laughs> it, to do this and to be on this side of the microphone is actually an honor and it's a little intimidating. So uh, just bear with me today. Yeah, I've I've actually been blown away by how just a simple idea that you had a couple years ago has become a reality. Um, like you said, in January of 2017, you tossed an idea of a little podcast that would dig a little deeper into Sunday's message. And then you said this, Brandon, will you will you run with this? And I remember looking back on it and I and I remember I think I I think I remember this accurately. I just confidently said, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll run with it. Sure. Um, I look back on it and I have to laugh a little because I, I knew nothing about recording a podcast. I listened to a lot of podcasts, but I, I didn't know anything about recording a podcast. And honestly, I still don't. I still like we have a lot to, to learn. But if people saw how raw our recordings are, I'm afraid they'd stop listening because the honesty, uh, the honest truth behind it is we've recorded this in your office. We've recorded these on the stage of our auditorium. We've recorded the 
uh, podcast in preschool classrooms surrounded by building blocks and Play-Doh. I mean, it's it's just crazy where we've recorded these and how we've done it. Um, there's actually been a couple episodes where we had to re-record because we found out we didn't hit the record button. Uh, those were the early years of the podcast. Um, I guess I say all of this to uh, say all of that to say this. All of this in, is an incredible testimony of how God will use whatever skills, yep. whatever talents we have to further His story. Uh, we're now approaching 100 episodes, as you mentioned, 78,000 downloads later, averaging over a thousand downloads a week. I feel like we're just getting started and we still have so much to learn. And I have to give props to our audio engineer, um, engineers actually, editors and editors, Jason Cummings and, and Jamie Fernandez today. Um, they faithfully record and edit every episode, hours of recording for the past two and a half years. I can't even imagine how tired they are of hearing our voices, but they do it so faithfully. Um, but I want to say this too. I, I think this podcast is a testimony to what people, specifically Christians, are desperately looking for. One of my favorite authors, I mentioned him last week's podcast. I'll mention him again today. His name's Mark Batterson. He said this, we are educated way beyond our obedience. And for too long, I believe Christians have equated spiritual growth strictly to the acquisition of Bible knowledge. They believe the more knowledge I have about the Bible, um, the more I am spiritually mature. And uh, I think you've helped us through this podcast to come back to center. In, in other words, I know you believe biblical knowledge is important, um, but you continually challenge us to put what we learn into action. You challenge us to activate our faith by being obedient to what God is teaching us. And and I think our audience continues to grow because Christians are asking, okay, what now? What now? Now that I know that, what should I do? And Pastor Christian, you're great at helping people answer the question, what now? You are great. You are, you're you just tremendous at giving handholds to our faith. So honestly, one of my favorite times during the week is to just simply ask you questions and sit back and listen. And I'm personally challenged and I learn something new every week. So Pastor Christian, I'm thankful that I've had an opportunity to share in this journey with you. Well, hopefully there's a thousand people who aren't sick of listening to our voice um, every week. Yeah. And you, you are getting yeah. ready to take a new role at Summit Christian Academy, mm -hmm. but you are staying on as the pastor of digital ministry at Journey. You will continue to do the podcast, which I think is good because I, I think people enjoy hearing you mm -hmm. moderate this podcast as much as they do me answering questions. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's been a fun journey, and I really think we are just getting we started. Are. This yeah. week we're in the parable of the talents in Matthew 25. Um, you, you've been living in it for months. Months. So the question is, what are some observations about Jesus teaching that you discovered when you prepared for this message and how mm -hmm. those might relate to us today? You've been asking me questions about my right. sermons, but now you've been living in a parable. You've been trying to get inside the head and heart of Jesus and his crowd. Mm -hmm. What have you been learning? Yeah, thanks for asking. Interestingly, I, uh, Matthew records the parable of the talents as one of the final parables that Jesus taught before he would be arrested, he would be put on trial, and before he'd be crucified. In fact, if you read Matthew 25, Matthew 25 records the parable of the ten virgins, the parable of the talents, and the parable of the sheep and the goats. Which is, by the way, right after Matthew 24. The question that led into all of those parables right. was, tell us when the end is coming. There you go. Right. So th these are important parables. Yeah. In fact, Jesus teaches in all of these three parables that there will be a time when he will return and judgment will follow. And I feel like his parables closer to his death intensify knowing that he only has just a few days remaining with his, with his disciples. Um, each of these three 
parables not only talk about impending judgment, but the parables taught his listeners and now us today what our responsibility is, knowing that Jesus is leaving. He will, he would leave the earth and then that he would return. Uh, he teaches us in the parable of the virgins that we need to make preparations for the return of Jesus. He teaches us in the parable of the talents that investing our gifts and abilities in others is so, so important. And he teaches in the parable of the sheep and goats that when we care for the least of these, you're showing your love for Jesus. Um, simply, I've, I've been challenged by the reminder that because Jesus will return, um, I need to get ready by investing in others. And That's in good. doing so, I'm showing my love for Jesus. Um, I think, like our message pointed out this week, I believe if we approach our life with this constantly in mind, this greatly pleases God. And frankly, as a, as a people pleaser, almost to a fault, I desperately want to hear Jesus say to me, well done, my good and faithful servant, come and share in my father's happiness. And I don't think it's any coincidence that these three parables are some of the final stories Jesus recorded before he would be crucified. And perhaps, just perhaps, they have the greatest importance and greatest application for all of us today. Yeah, no doubt. So I, I love how you answer that question as a follower rather than a teacher, uh, mm -hmm. which is w what I try to do, mm -hmm. too. I can't imagine ever going to teach the people something that hasn't saturated mm -hmm. my heart first. So to hear you say what, what I've been learning is for me. I hope it's for someone else, yeah. but it's really for me is powerful. So we, we see one talent, two talents, five talents, one bag of gold, two bags of gold, mm -hmm. five bags of gold in this week's parable. Um, they represent that God has entrusted us mm -hmm. uh, with valuable gifts and abilities that we can invest in the kingdom. Uh, I'm sure there's somebody listening right now uh, who's thinking, you know what, I uh, I don't think I have any gifts or abilities. Um, I'm sure I don't have any gifts or abilities. I certainly don't have as many as somebody else. Uh, we are we are getting ready uh, as a church to launch a brand new discipleship effort uh, that we're calling Growth Track. Right. Uh, that some churches around our city do, but we we really want to begin with discipleship at our church. It's, it's not a finish line we want to get to. It's kind of a starting line we mm -hmm. want to begin with. So as people begin to come into our church, we want to begin with discipleship. Part of that is figuring out gifts and abilities and your shape. But let me ask this question because you, you're using a couple different words here. What are the differences between gifts? Mm -hmm. I'll even say it this way. What are the differences between spiritual gifts and just natural abilities? And how do those sure. merge together? Yeah, it's beautiful how these things, how these can work together. Um, let me go back just a little bit to help answer that question. King David wrote a song where he shared these words. One of the greatest songwriters of all time. He said, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And approximately about a thousand years later or so, Paul. It's Psalm 139 for yes. anyone who's listening. Yes. One of the greatest psalms in the, in, in the entire Psalter. And then Paul. Uh, a thousand years or so later, wrote a letter to the church in Ephesus, and he wrote these words. He says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So I believe God has given everyone certain natural talents or abilities that they can do. Here's the two words with ease and effectiveness. We'll talk about those That's in good. just a minute. Some people can pick up a pencil, can pick up a paintbrush, can pick up a a piece of paper and they can make beautiful art. Some people are incredibly talented at taking complex ideas and teaching them in very simple ways. Some people are naturally talented at anything involving sports, 
or athletics. You throw a ball out there and it's just natural to them. Some people look at a math problem or a financial statement and they get really excited. They get giddy. They, and we don't like those people very much. No, that was just a joke. We, we love you guys. We need them. We need because them we are so not bad. Them. Yes. yes, that is not me. Some people have an uncanny ability just to simply make money. They see opportunities all around them, and it's just natural for them. These are special talents or abilities that I believe God has given you, naturally given you, and 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 has designed you that way specifically. And Scripture teaches us that once we have discovered what these gifts or these talents are, these these natural abilities, they were given to us to do good works, to invest in others. But then you ask, how do I discover um, what these talents are? Here's here's the way I would answer that. What These two simple words, ease and effectiveness. What is it that you can do with ease? That when you do it, it, it it's effective. Other people benefit from it. There are literally thousands of talents and abilities that we all have. And if you don't know what it is, like I said in my message, with the guys that found the gold just alongside the beach. Sometimes you just got to dig a little bit. It's right there. You just have to dig a little bit further. It's just below the surface. What is it that you do with ease and effective? But also Jesus promised in John 16 that when he would leave this earth, he would send the Holy Spirit. And as followers of Jesus, we've been given a gift, the greatest gift, the Holy Spirit, who also provides us supernatural gifts. And these special gifts are strategically given to Christians for one significant purpose, to strengthen the church. Romans chapter 12 talks about it. 1 Corinthians 12 also talks about these spiritual gifts. In fact, one of your professors in college helped develop, I believe one of your professors in college helped develop an online spiritual gift assessment tool. A, a version of this tool can be found um, throughout various websites. Yeah, Dr. Elmer Towns. Yeah, up in, uh, in unbelievable. College, absolutely. It helps you identify your spiritual gifts. Uh, and you can go to spiritualgiftstests.com, and that um, that will help you determine or at least guide you in helping you find your spiritual gifts. Natural gifts, supernatural gifts, um, all so important for us. And what's cool is in our growth track, so growth track number two, mm-hmm. I believe, is all about figuring out how you're shaped, Yep. It's taking the disc profile and then it's taking a spiritual gifts test, how you were shaped, what God created you to do and how you how you use that in life, how yeah. you use that in the in your in your everyday life and how you can how you can use it in the church. So if you're thinking, man, I'm not sure what mine are, get engaged in that growth track when we launch in October, get engaged in that growth track and begin your discipleship journey spiritually if you have not yet so done good. that yet. You know, in all organizations, there's this 80-20 principle. Anyone mm-hmm. who's worked in leadership and in, in an organization knows 20% of the people do 80% uh, of the work. That's that's just kind of the, the average of what happens in the energy output of an organization. If this is true in the church, and a lot of people say it is, why do you think that too many Christians are hesitant uh, and even absent from using their gifts and abilities for greater impact? And after you answer that, I'm going to ask a second question. Sure, sure. Well, Pastor Christian, I've had the opportunity to serve in three different churches for the past 16 years, and and I've been a part of church almost my entire life. Right, your dad's a pastor, so I mean, you you have been a part of church your entire life. Absolutely, and I would say, for the most part, uh, this is true. Um, I think the heart of this principle is this, a few, like you mentioned, do the work of many. Um, but being a part of journey, 
just being totally transparent for the past three years, I've observed something special. Uh, Journey is very much a volunteer-driven church, including volunteers participating at a higher level of leadership that I've seen experienced in other churches. And and yes, there are people who are hesitant about using their gifts and abilities for greater impact. And and I, I think there are many reasons why people don't serve in any capacity. I'm sure, like me, you've heard many of their reasons. Uh, I've heard, Brandon, everything seems to be running so smoothly. Yep. You certainly don't need don't me. Don't need me. Yep. I hear that all the time. Um, and we're probably 50-50. Yeah. So, we're, you know, is, I would love to be 80-20 the other direction. Yeah, which where would be 80, unbelievable. Yeah, 80% of the people are serving 20 yeah. or not. We're, we're probably 50-50, heading in the right direction. But, why, yeah, what are those 50% thinking? Some of them are listening sure. to the podcast right now. Why aren't they engaged yet? Well, let me give you a couple other examples that I've heard. Um, Brandon, I don't, I don't have the time. I'm way too busy. Yep. Way which too busy. Is, which is true. Yeah. And none of, all of these could be true statements, right? Right. right. Um, I don't know if I have anything to offer. What, what do I have to offer that this church doesn't already right. possess? If, oh, here's one I've heard. If you knew me and my past, you wouldn't really want me to serve. You don't, you don't want me here. Yep. Or a lot of people in the Bible could yeah. use that one. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. And here's one that I've heard too, and it's a true statement, and maybe it's a reality for a little while, but we can't stay here. It's this one. I just need to be fed right now. Right. This is my time. I just need to be fed right now. You can only sit at the table for so long. Right. Right. I mean, if you if mm-hmm. you picture that as a real table with real food, you can mm-hmm. only sit at the table mm-hmm. for so long. All those statements are all those statements are in some way true. So is this statement. Jesus is is going to settle accounts. That's right. right. It was point number four in your That's message. Right. All those statements are true. However, this one's true too. Jesus is going to settle accounts. You are going to be held accountable for how you invested, Mm -hmm. what he gave you. He didn't give anybody nothing. Everyone has something. Everyone has to serve. So what needs to happen to change this reality? How do we take all those statements and and instead focus on Jesus' statement that Mm -hmm. we're going to settle accounts? And how do we get busy investing what we have? Yeah, let me me summarize it maybe in just three, three simple thoughts. I think we need to really, truly embrace the teachings of Jesus. Either they're true or they're not true. Either this parable is true or it's not true. And we have to embrace it, especially what we've been given in Matthew chapter 25. If we really believe that Jesus will return and that we need to be ready, that we will be held accountable. And if we really believe that we have the responsibility to use the gifts and the talents that God has given us, then we need to get busy. There's no greater opportunity to use those gifts and those talents than in the local church. There just isn't. Um, Secondly, we need to understand that there's a lot of work still left to do before the return of Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 9 that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So we still got a lot of work to do. We need to get busy. And then the third thing is, I, I think is this, is that we need to understand how much impact we can have in the kingdom of God. I mentioned this in my message. Sometimes we compare our gifts and our abilities that God has given us with what he's given to others. And we feel like our gifts and our abilities are just less significant. They're just, this is just not the case. We have a, we have a responsibility to use what we have been given and to make an impact in the lives of others. And, and I think we often way underestimate how God can use what we have. And I think this podcast just candidly is just an example of that it's a simple idea with a meager resources but god has used it to make kingdom impact there's no doubt about it and i mean for for the listeners if if you would say i feel like i'm a i just feel like i'm a one or two talent christian here's mm-hmm. what you need to under, I'm, a, I'm a two talent christian mm-hmm. 
And here's here's how I know that. Uh, one, there are five talent Christians, and I read their books and go to their conferences, and I'm not them. So <laughs> it's a great I, way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, I know what the fives look like. That's a great way to and look at it. And we say, how, how do you know you're not a one? Because I've been investing my one long enough that I've got another one. Yes. So I'm at least a two. There you I go. may be a two that's headed towards a four, uh, but I'll give myself a two. You, you don't have to be at the highest level. That's you right. just have to be faithful. That's right. And you got to move. Like you got to, you got to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a five. I love to learn from them. Um, I'm not a one anymore because I, I didn't hide it in the ground. I've, I've been putting it to work. So I'm at least a two. Maybe one day I'll get to a four. Um, who knows? Uh, let's, let's end with this thought of the golden buzzer um, on America's Got Talent. In mm-hmm. the show, people are judged um, not by Jesus, by Simon Cow. They are not the same. Um, However, the show gives us some things we can learn. Judged by how well they perform their talent on a stage, um, one day we we are going to stand in judgment before God. And we hope to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. What what does that look like? Do we go on a stage before... uh, you know, before a uh, live audience, um, do we do we stand before a mountain of thunder and lightning? Mm-hmm. What does the Bible yeah. say about this uh, this judgment where yeah. we where we receive our reward for mm-hmm. our work? Well, I, I'd encourage you too to jump in on this one as well. But uh, I believe the judgment that's referred to that the parable talks about is is the judgment seat of Christ, uh, which is for Christians only, for Christians also only. known as that's the bema right. seat of yeah. Christ. Yes. Yeah, it's it's known as the bema seat, and in there's his, a, yeah in scripture there's the great white throne judgment there you go. where where God separates the sheep from the goats, the Christians from those right. people who have said no to Jesus, mm-hmm. and then Christians go to stop number two, where they stand before Jesus, the yeah. judgment seat of Christ, the the bema, the bema seat, seat of Christ, where where they receive their rewards or sometimes their rebuke for mm-hmm. how they live their Christian life on earth. This is not a heaven or hell thing. Nope. This is a rewards in heaven. You say, what do I do with my rewards? You worship with them. So this right. this seat determines really how much you're going to be able to worship and give back to Jesus. Not how, not how much you receive, mm-hmm. but how much you will have to be able to give back. Yeah. So, yep. so good. Yeah. You mentioned the Bema seat. Um, historically, it was used at the finish line of the Olympic Games, right? And and the judges, the purpose, the person sitting on that, the judge of the Bema seat would determine what position the runners would come in and distribute rewards appropriately. The greatest picture of the Bema seat of Christ, if you've ever seen The Gladiator, yes. um, there are two movies that were anointed from heaven, The Passion of the Christ and The Gladiator. Um, <laughs> when, the, when the emperor stood up yeah. and gave the thumbs up, thumbs down, that, right. yeah, that, that was mm-hmm. the Roman Bema seat of Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe the moment we long to hear um, the master or Jesus say, I, I believe is, is this well done, good and faithful servant come and share in my, my master's happiness will be at the Bema seat. If we look at this moment in light of this parable, Jesus will review and assess how we've stewarded the gifts and the abilities he's given us. He will assess whether we use them for kingdom impact or like the third servant, we buried them and never used them. But here's the cool part. The Bible also teaches that the awards will be given at that moment. And and like we mentioned, similar to the Olympic Games, will be given crowns. Um, The Bible mentions at least five of those, um, if I'm not mistaken. But here's where it gets even better. Several weeks ago, uh, you reminded us in a staff meeting that we're responsible for the gifts and the talents that he's been that he's given us. And you shared that while we are alive on this earth, we should always give away. We should always give away what Jesus generously gives us. 
That means to invest our talents, our gifts into the lives of others. And this has really stuck with me uh, because when we stand at the Bema seat and are awarded our crowns by Jesus, we know we don't get to keep those either. Right. We don't get to keep those either. And once again, John reminds us in Revelation that we will lay these crowns at the feet of Jesus. So here's the bottom line. And you mentioned us in our staff meeting. When Jesus generally generously gives us gifts, they're never meant for us to keep, whether on this earth or when we see him in heaven. And to me, this is extremely humbling to think about and should inspire us to action, to invest in others, to serve others, because someday we'll be held accountable for how we invested our gifts and talents into the lives of others. No doubt about it. Uh, Brandon, thank you so much for the message. Um, I, I know I've been touched by it. I've been challenged by it. I've been reminded by it. I know our people have too. Thank you for all your work the last 95 episodes uh, in <laughs> this welcome. podcast. It's, it's amazing to think that God would use what could have been a really dumb idea to, yeah. to see 78,000 people now be ministered to by, by just being able to kind of sit in on a Bible study. Mm-hmm. Um, two guys talking about scripture. Um, man, I'm really grateful for what you've done, what you're doing. I'm excited for the future of this podcast. Two other movies that I just remembered that were also anointed <laughs> from heaven. One was Rudy. Um, Dumb yes. and Dumber may have been. Um, other than yeah. that, uh, this hilarious. isn't a yeah, this isn't a, a movie review. This is the Activate podcast. So we want to thank you for carving out a few moments of your day, your week to listen to our podcast today. Uh, we'd love to encourage you to share this resource with your friends. Take a few minutes to rate and review this podcast. It helps us just minister to and impact yes. more people. Um, and our desires to provide a tool that will help people take their next step in their spiritual journey just by sitting down and listening to two guys talk about uh, what God is teaching them through Scripture. We look forward to catching you next week on the Activate Podcast, where we will always try to challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.